It's fight week. So, you know, I had to give you my insight and my prediction on tomorrow night's Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders fight. Also got a little bit of NBA talk because we're a week away from the start of the play in tournament, which will officially kick off the NBA playoffs. Yes, my New York Knicks look like they're going to be in the playoffs. So for all you haters, we don't care. We there. But we got to get into more pressing issues like can the Lakers get healthy in time? Hope everyone had a happy and healthy and safe Cinco de Mayo. And I want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day weekend. But it's showtime, man. So it's time to put on. Let's go. What's really good and welcome back to another episode of The Sanchez Show. I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. It is Friday, May 7th, so I want to start off by wishing a happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful moms out there as that holiday approaches this weekend. We're also a week away from the start of the NBA playoffs, so we got just a little bit of NBA talk to get into. But the most important topic of the weekend is the mega fight going down this Saturday, May 8th, between Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. They're looking to unify the super middleweight division in boxing, which is at 168 pounds. The winner will be the first undisputed champion of the division, um, meaning all belts are on the line. So we got to get into that. But let's start off with a little bit of NBA talk. As I mentioned, we're a week away from the start of the NBA playing game, which will kick off the NBA playoffs. Tonight, though, we've got a big matchup. Lakers, Blazers, they're currently tied for sixth. Obviously, if you're watching a basketball, you understand the significance of the matchup because the top six seeds are automatically um, entered into the playoffs, of course. And then seven through ten have to play their way in with the play-in tournament. LeBron obviously has already expressed his uh, dislike and disdain for the tournament. He doesn't want anything to do with it. But unfortunately, the injuries to the Lakers have put them in this position. And so tonight is a very significant game. They got blown out yesterday. 24-point loss to the Clippers. Um... The Lakers are in shambles right now, man, and the injuries have taken their toll on them, and they've got to figure it out now in this last week of the season if they are to avoid this play-in tournament. But more importantly, I think the question we should be asking is about Anthony Davis and his health. He rolled his ankle yesterday, went to the locker room, but then it was disclosed that he didn't return to the game because of back spasms. So this is a new injury we're hearing about now because he's already dealt with the Achilles. He rolled his ankle, so we were fearful that the ankle may be an issue, but now we're hearing about the back. And my question that I present is something that's been kind of lingering over this team a little bit. It's, it's been lingering there since the trade happened. Now, because they won an NBA championship last year, people kind of swept it under the rug. But the question really is, can you build a sustainable contender around Anthony Davis? And this question isn't to diminish his skills on the court or his impact when he's on the court. He's a great player. He's a top five player when he's healthy. But these injuries have continued to follow him around. It was an issue with New Orleans. It's been an issue with the Lakers now in his second season there. Yes, I know some people will point to the quick turnaround in a short and condensed season as to why he might be dealing with some of these injuries. But there's no excuse or no rhyme or reason for the injuries he had to deal with in the past. They continue to pop up. And the reason I present this question of can you build a sustainable contender is the thinking all along has been when LeBron James, as he gets older or possibly retires this now would be all set up for anthony davis to be the next great big man of the lakers and carry the team and obviously he needed lebron last year to be a one lebron for them to win a championship 
But this year is looking like they're going to need A1 LeBron again just to be competitive to defend that title because Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy enough. And now you question, can he be healthy enough for a playoff run to be your, your best guy? I don't think he is. And this is why some people, including myself, kind of questioned all of the pieces that the Lakers gave up um, for him when they made the trade with New Orleans. Anthony Davis right now is becoming a major question mark, uh, not only in the short term, but the long term. If you're a Laker fan, you've got to wonder, can this guy stay on the court long enough to be our number one option, to be the face of the franchise, to be a guy who can continuously lead us deep into the playoffs? Because as a Laker fan, that's that's the only thing that matters, right? Teams like the Lakers, teams like the Celtics, and to use a cross-reference, team like the Yankees, you guys are only competing for titles. You're not competing just to be in the playoff mix. You're not competing just to say, hey, we had a good season. You're competing for the highest of prizes. And if Anthony Davis can't consistently be healthy, he only handicaps you in that ability to compete for those titles. Something to keep an eye on, though, but I'm definitely going to be watching tonight's game. He says he will play tonight. It hasn't been officially confirmed if LeBron will play. LeBron has missed the last two games after he came back from his injury. Uh, he played once and then sat out two games. So it'll be interesting to see. Again, the injuries could be taking a toll to the point where the Lakers may not be a title contender this year. On paper, it's going to sound great when they say we have those guys back. But if you take too long to work them in, and I've, I've highlighted this in the past, if you don't work those guys in soon enough, if you don't build the chemistry with the other new pieces, Dennis Schroeder, who, oh, by the way, looks like he's going to miss the rest of the regular season. Um, Montrez Harrell, who hasn't had enough games with both these superstars. Let's call it what it is. He got about 25 games in before Anthony Davis went down, and then LeBron James went down shortly after. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Also, Andre Drummond, another new piece who hasn't gotten the opportunity to play with the two stars. They've got some things to work out. But let's get into the biggest uh, sports topic of this upcoming weekend, and that is going to be the fight tomorrow night. Canelo Alvarez against Billy Joe Saunders. Before I get into that, though, as I always remind you guys, make sure you follow me across all social media platforms. It's Legend in Two Games completely spelled out. Shoot me a like, shoot me a comment. And as I always say, I'll open up the platform for anyone who wants to have a great sports debate. So if you've got a topic that you want to hear discussed, or if you feel you can go one-on-one with me, the champ of sports talk, let me know, and I'll invite you on the show. Um, but with that being said, let's get into the champ right now, boxing, the pound-for-pound king, Canelo Alvarez. He seeks to unify the super middleweight division at 168 against Billy Joe Saunders. This is for all the belts. Canelo Alvarez continues to amaze and impress. This is a guy who started out as a junior welterweight, has worked his way all the way up. He's fought as high as light heavyweight. He is fighting at super middleweight right now against a very formidable opponent, but I think an opponent that's being hyped up a little more than the resume should allow or should suggest. Billy Joe Saunders, he is 30-0. Solid fighter. Um, I've, I've heard people harp on, you know, he's left-handed and that could give Canelo some problems because Canelo has struggled with southpaws in the past. Um, just reference Austin Trout or uh, Eris Landy Lara. But Canelo beat those guys. And Canelo throughout the fight adjusted and then looked more powerful against those guys. And I think we're going to see the same thing from Billy Joe Saunders. For me, and I don't want to get too much into the analytics of it as I've done in the past. I want to highlight a couple of things in this fight that I'm just going to be keeping an eye on. Um, the first is legacy for Canelo Alvarez. Uh, there has been some discussion. Has, has Canelo eclipsed, eclipsed Julio Cesar Chavez and Oscar De La Hoya as not only the greatest Mexican fighter, but the most popular? I think so. I think the resume has been so impressive. I think... 
the fact that the kid turned 15, uh, turned pro at 15, and here he is at 30 years old, as dominant as he has been in the sport. He's gone toe to toe with some of the best. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather stands out. That's his only loss. That's the biggest name on the resume, but that's not the only Hall of Fame name on his resume. Miguel Cotto, Amaya Khan, obviously the great fights against Triple G, uh, Kovalev. He, he's had great fights, man, and I think he just continues to get better. He continues to get sharper. We are seeing the best version of Canelo Alvarez right now, and I don't think we're anywhere close to the end of his reign and dominance in the sport of boxing. And that leads me to tomorrow night, and that's why I don't think Billy Joe Saunders can beat him. I think there's been a lot made also of Billy Joe Saunders' camp wanting a bigger ring. There are people who feel he's going to try to outbox Canelo and use the ring size to his advantage. I don't think that really means much. I don't think it means as much as people are putting on to. Canelo, again, has been in there with the very best. You know, a couple, couple more inches, a couple more feet to cover in the ring isn't going to change Canelo's game plan. Whatever Canelo's game plan was coming in, that's going to be his game plan. And for Billy Joe Saunders, I think the same ring's true. You know, Billy Joe Saunders wasn't in an eight-week camp hoping that they would have got the bigger ring the week of the fight. You know, he had to come in here already knowing if we get the bigger ring, great. If we don't, so be it. But we know what our, what our objective is and what our game plan is going to be. This is all to get inside Canelo's head. All of this, all of the tactics, the ring size and threatening to walk out of the fight, showing up with a Versace robe for the face-off, eerily similar to... Uh, what his friend Tyson Fury has done in the past as well. Um, the jabs at Mexican reporters. All this is to get inside Canelo's head. All That's all it is. And I don't think it's going to face Canelo. My, my biggest question mark for tomorrow is going to be, can Billy Joe Saunders handle the power of Canelo Alvarez? Because the one thing that we've seen as Canelo has gone up in weight, and one of the things that I was very skeptical of, even when he fought Kovalev and when he recently fought uh, Caleb Smith, was that... These guys are bigger opponents than Canelo has had to face in the past. Could his power translate? And we've seen that over and over again. His power not only continues to translate, but it paralyzes these fighters as if they were smaller guys. So to me, if I'm Billy Joe Saunders, if I'm in his camp, my, my main question is, can we withstand the power? doesn't matter how slick of a puncher you are. Canelo's going to land his. He's going to get his off at some point in this fight. Can you handle his power when he delivers it to you? And also, a next part of this, is the stage too big? All the antics, all the theatrics that are being put on right now by Billy Joe Saunders, they, they ooze of a guy who's confident. Don't get me wrong. He sounds very confident. He looks the part. But what happens when you walk out in front of 70,000 people and I'm, I'm going to probably say 60,000 of them are Canelo fans screaming his name. What's going to happen... When you're in that ring, the, the 22-inch ring, which I believe they settled on. I don't know if it was the 22 or the 24. I know he wanted the 24. Canelo wanted the 20-inch. I think they end up settling at 22. But when you're in that 22-inch ring, hell, even if it's a 24-inch ring, it's going to feel a lot smaller than that in that moment. I guarantee you that. So can Billy Joe rise to the occasion and put on in this scenario? Can he come through and back up all the arrogance on the biggest stage that he's ever seen? I also think Billy Joe's inactivity is going to hurt him a little bit. You look at Billy Joe's resume, 30 wins. Ain't too many big names on it. Ain't too many Hall of Famers on it. He's got a couple solid wins. But over the last four years, he really hasn't fought anyone of, of significance or, or high stature. 
So that's another thing to, to play in. When you're standing across from the man who is considered the best in boxing, are you still going to have that confidence to get the job done? What's going to happen the first time Canelo hits you hard to the body? What's going to happen the first time Canelo starts slipping those punches? Because let's not forget, Canelo is a great defensive fighter. Let's not forget, Canelo, for everything that he's he's brought to the game offensively, for everything that we highlight about his offense, it's his defense. His ability to slip punches and counter. His ability to make you look foolish in combinations. We've seen it over and over again where guys have thrown three or four punch combinations and he slips all four punches. What's going to happen then? Is that confidence still going to be riding on 100? Or is that confidence going to dwindle down a little bit now that you realize you're in there with the man that everyone considers the best in the sport? So just a few things to consider. Um, ultimately, I think Canelo wins. I think he knocks him out in nine rounds. In the ninth round, I should say. I think, and, and in my opinion, the way the fight plays out is for the first two to three rounds, I think Billy Joe's boxing will look slick. I think the southpaw stance and the movement will take Canelo, like I said, two rounds to kind of just time up. Um, Billy Joe's a tall guy. He's 5'11", got great reach. So that could be in his favor as well. That's why, obviously, he wants a bigger ring. He wants to kind of keep as much space between him and Canelo, uh, keep as much of that as possible. But the biggest question mark for me and Billy Joe's arsenal is his lack of power. As I mentioned, 30 wins, but only 14 of those have been by knockout. He hasn't knocked out a guy in four in five years as well. So does he have enough in his toolbox to force Canelo or to slow Canelo down from coming forward? And that's why I think by the third round, Canelo will have already felt whatever he has. Canelo will feel like there's nothing you're going to throw that's going to hurt me. And now I'm going to start to cut off the ring. Now I'm going to come forward. Now I'm going to start to punish you. And then six, seven, eight, ninth, those rounds specifically, I think we're going to see Canelo just break him down every round leading up to the knockout in the ninth round. I think Canelo Alvarez puts on another impressive performance. He reminds us why he is the pound for pound king. And then the conversation picks up on what's next for Canelo. I've hinted at it in the past. I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to let the fight play out the way I think. And then I'll give you guys my thoughts on what I think is truly next for Canelo. I think Canelo, who is already fighting for the second time this calendar year, will try to squeeze in a fight come September because he is also taking the Floyd Mayweather uh, model that's been set up of fight Cinco de Mayo and then fight in September during Mexican Independence Week. So that's what I think is going to be next. But I think Canelo will be impressive in this fight. I think Billy Joe Saunders will look good for two to three rounds. And then we will remember why Canelo Alvarez has been as dominant as he's been. Um, for those naysayers, for those that feel like Canelo cherry picks opponents, look, you can say whatever you want, man. He is the best in the sport and he is fighting the best. He is moving up in weight classes and going directly at the champions. He's not taking tune-up fights. He's not, he's not finding other guys you know, to, to kind of wet his beak on and then say, all right, now I'm ready. He, he's moving up and fighting him. When he moved up to fight Kovalev, he didn't take up a, a tune-up at light heavyweight. When he moved up, you know, at, at middleweight, he, he's fighting the very best guys, man. Again, Triple G is on that resume. Danny Jacobs is on that resume. Smith, who I just talked about, is on that resume. These are the very best within the division. Now, Benavidez may be the next guy, and that might be the one coming up in September. That might be one of the few guys that's left. I do like uh, Edgar Berlanga as well, but I think Berlanga's a little a little ways away. He's still a little wet behind the ears, and I've, I've highlighted him, and I shout him out all the time because I'm a big fan of his. 
but I think he might still be another year or two away before getting a Canelo shot. But nonetheless, Canelo ain't cherry picking anybody. Canelo's fighting the best. Billy Joe Saunders says he's the best at super middleweight. Canelo feels he's the best boxer, period. We're going to find out tomorrow night. With that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode, man. We're keeping it short and sweet. Again, happy Mother's Day out there to all the beautiful moms handling their business. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mom and my beautiful wife. Um, I am truly blessed to have them in my life, so I definitely had to shout them out on this platform as well. And um, stay tuned. We got the weekend review coming up with uh, Real Fans Real Talk. So that'll be out early next week. And then Will Gordon for the Opinionated One segment. He'll be joining the show um, next week on the 14th as right before we get into the play-in tournament. Uh, You guys have been showing that segment a lot of love. So we appreciate that as well, man. With that being said, be safe and I'm out of here.